Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. afternoon and welcome to another episode of Damn It with me, Bieber. What's that? You don't think I sound happy? You would be right. You know why I'm not happy? Because I decided to look at the news and man, was that a bad decision to make. I had a whole show planned, little laughs, a little funny things, maybe something that would make you weep a little bit. But then I saw it. I saw something that just stopped me dead in my tracks. And now you're going to know what an angry beaver sounds like. 24-year-old girl. Bitch is what I'm going to say. In Connecticut, decided to dump an eight-month-old baby in a dumpster. Eight months old. Are they sitting up at that time by themselves, crawling, maybe trying to walk, giggly, eight months old, and tossed away like an apple core? How is it possible that someone would do this? What could that child have done that was so horrible that you put the baby in a trash, like a purse that ripped? That has a broken strap. Thank God that a maintenance worker found that child and saved its life. If you don't want your child, I can't imagine why you wouldn't. But if you're having an issue caring for that child, there are so many things you can do to give that child to someone. You can take it to a fire department and drop it off. No questions asked. There are hospitals that have doors like direct deposit night slots at your bank where you open the drawer, put the baby in, close the drawer, a buzzer goes off, somebody comes in, takes your baby, and takes care of it. Dumping a child into a dumpster is never, ever okay. And then, because I lost the article and I went to Google it so I could find out the state so I would remember, I went down a rabbit hole that I do not ever want to go down, ever again. Because there are people shaking babies to death. There are people that, well, my baby was crying, so I decided to throw it up against the wall because that would solve the issue. Now you're going to jail, jerk. How have we become a society that hurts the innocent of the innocent? Children are the most precious resource we have because they are 
tomorrow. We have to raise children who are compassionate, people who understand there are consequences to actions. I, how have you gotten to a point where you think that throwing a child against the wall because it's crying is okay? How has that happened? How has it become okay? How, where's your brain? How does your brain become to a point where you think that, okay, my kid's crying. I'm not going to see if it's hungry or it needs a diaper change. I'm just going to pop it up against the wall. I, I take this personally because I am never, ever going to know the blessing of a child. I tried for years to become pregnant, and then during a doctor's visit, I was told about a medical condition I have, and it answered a lot of the reasons why I was lethargic and having so many other issues, and at that point, I had to choose between my health or a child. Well, if I didn't choose my health, even if I got pregnant, how was I going to care for that child? So I had to choose my health, which meant never having children. And I don't, if you've never dealt with infertility, you'll never know the emptiness that you feel. You don't feel like a woman. Because how can you be a woman if you can't give birth? I can't give my husband the one thing that we wanted, which was a child. Yes, I know there's adoption, but he did not want to adopt. And. We decided, well, not really decided, but I believe God pushed me towards the animal rescue, which is what I do, because I needed to have a meaning in my life. And I was blessed, because I have beautiful, beautiful nephews and nieces, great nephews, great nieces, my goddaughter, who God Thank you for bringing her into my life because I couldn't have asked for someone to treat me better if I would have even had my own daughter. I love my goddaughter. She has been so wonderful to me. And she is a true blessing in my life. But I don't understand how you can be blessed with a child and treat it so badly. To put it in a dumpster? How does that happen? Where does your brain go? Do you even have a brain? Maybe that's the problem. I can't figure out how you go from holding a child to hurting a child. It's like this evil enters your heart or something. I I just, I, I guess I can't comprehend it because I've never given birth. But I would die for any one of my nieces and nephews if it came down to their life or mine. I would give my life for them. There wouldn't even be a hesitation. I love all of them so much. that it wouldn't even be a question in my heart. Because if they're protected, then I will be fine no matter what happens to me. But I would never let them be in danger and just stand there and be like, hey, 
Take care of yourself. I can't. I can't fathom not wanting to protect. I mean, we're we're wired to protect the innocent. It's in our DNA. It's been built into us. So how how do we not protect these children? Have we lost the instinct? I mean, I, I don't know. But it hurts so much that people can be like this. And, and children... If you want a better world tomorrow, it starts today. It starts today by raising kids that aren't assholes. And it's not just 20-somethings that are doing it. It's weird that I see a lot of these articles are 20-somethings. That would be children that I would have raised. So how did my generation screw up so much? Because they wanted to be best friends. I'm best friends with my kid, and I don't want them to be mad at me, so even though they broke that, I'm going to buy them something else. No. No. You can be friends with your children. I've seen, I, I, I'm not going to mention the person's name because I didn't ask them, but I know someone who is a great mom, pretty much a single mom, and she raised two amazing children. They are full of compassion. They are really driven to work hard. They're going to college. And, you know, she she's a disciplinarian. But the children know that they can come to her and talk to her about anything. And that's how it needs to be. You can be friends with your children, but you still have to also instill values in them. You still have to discipline them when they're bad. You can't let them feel entitled to anything. My dad was a total asshole to me. I hated him. When I was a kid, I always thought I had to meet his dad. When I got into my teenage years, I'm like, I hate my dad. I hate my dad. I'm never going to talk to him again. When I got into my young, my early 20s, okay, my dad's not so bad. I got to my mid-20s. That's when I knew I had the best dad in the world. He might have been a jerk, but I was a jerk too. I used to rebel a little bit, not as much as my one brother, who was a total rebellious, did stupid stuff all the time. But I had a little rebel in me. Of course, I was smart enough to mostly not get caught, or so I thought. But I knew as I got into my 20s that my dad, well, I thought he was an asshole was actually trying to make me see what was right and wrong. He was trying to let me find my own way, but trying to slightly push me into the right direction. And thank God he was the most amazing man I've ever known because I wouldn't be the person I am today. Now, dealing with infertility brings a lot of self-reflection. I had to decide what to do. I had to decide why is why am I here? Going to be the best damn aunt, and I was pushed into animal rescue. I was guided, and I found my purpose. I, I just, 
I just want people to not hurt children. Oh, and then the whole pedophilia thing. I've been going down the Q trail and, but even, even without the Q trail, thank God there've been so many rescues in the last couple of months because I, I just, I do not understand that. And I know that it might be a disease, but holy Hannah, how do you stare at a two-year-old and be like, Hey baby, how you doing? No. He's sexualizing children. How, how is that even possible? How do you look at a child and be like, wow, I got to get me some of that? No. No. Children, you hug them. You love them. You you show them the good things in life. Because if you want to have a better tomorrow, it starts with having great children today. Show them love and compassion. Teach them right and wrong. Do we get there by turning to God? Maybe. I mean, I think I'm a better person since I, you know, gave my heart to God and realized that he is the meaning in life. And, you know, there's rules for everything. And if you follow them, they're there. If you give yourself to a higher power, if you understand that there are blessings in life and there are reasons for things, and guess what? You're not going to get everything you want, but there's a purpose behind it. Once you understand that, you'll be happier. You'll understand that it's not always about your personal needs. It's about a bigger picture that you have no control over. And in the end, You'll be exactly where you're supposed to be. We need to teach the golden rule. I feel that the golden rule has been overlooked for a long time. Do unto others as you would have done to you. Do you want to be thrown up against the wall or put in a dumpster? No. Then you don't do it to children. And... I have to stop there. I think I've ranted enough. Maybe I wouldn't be so angry if I would have taken my CBD oil. That's right. CBD oil. Have you thought of an alternative to your pain? I have, and I'm telling you, it actually is life-changing. Because it's natural. And it takes away the inflammation. And if you're considering CBD oil, you should try CBD oil by going to mojo50.com and going under the shop button, and you're going to get the KBMD CBD oil. It comes in natural and cinnamon. And with the promo code MOJO50, you can save $15 a bottle. Now, if you're going to buy more than one bottle, Make sure you do it a separate checkout so you get the discount on each bottle. You can check with your physician or you can try it. But my husband is now taking it because he has an issue with his foot and he's hoping that this works. 
I love it for my back. My back has not been spasming. I've been able to catch up on all those chores I haven't been able to do for a while. And I'm sleeping better at night. Don't forget, go to mojo50.com and type in the promo code MOJO50 for $15 off a bottle. We need to get into something more positive. So let's expel. Let's breathe in. Breathe out. Negative energy gone. Yes. I feel better now. And I hope I didn't ruin your Sunday afternoon. The next topic I'm going to talk about, which I hope makes you feel a little bit better, is dog rescue. I know dog rescue, blah, blah. I talk about it a lot, but this has to do with a high profile person, which I was actually surprised about because let's just say this person was doing dog rescue before dog rescue was cool. Have you watched the Three Stooges? Now, my generation, I'm sure, has. Uh, older generations have. I wonder if younger 20-somethings have seen the Three Stooges. I think that that would only be if somebody would give that to them. Because I don't think it's on TV anymore. I don't really know because I don't have cable. This story goes, uh, I'm sorry, is about Curly from the Three Stooges. Born Jerome Lester Horowitz. He, cool fact, by the way, did you know that Mo and Shemp were his older brothers? I did not know that they were all brothers. I just thought actors put together, but they were actually brothers. Curly used to, you know, do the nyak, 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 which I just did a really bad impersonation of, but he used to also bark like a dog, uh, which were his favorite things among uh, Three Stooges fans. But he actually used to do dog rescue. He, when he traveled town to town, especially I guess during his vaudeville years, he would actually find rescue dogs and he would take them with him from town to town until he found the perfect home for them. Now, back when he was doing dog rescue, there were not rescue shelters and stuff like that. So to find out that he did something like this really melted my heart. It made me so happy. Uh, he also had it in his contract that he was allowed to bring up to two dogs with him on set. And during some of the early episodes of the Three Stooges, his rescue dogs would actually <laughs> make their way onto set. So you would see dogs in the background, which is something I am going to go back and look for. Uh, I actually have to see if I can rent it on YouTube or something. Uh, not YouTube, um, Amazon or something. I don't know. I have to try to find it. But I I find this so cute and endearing that someone, you know, back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, dogs were more used as farm farm dogs. They had a purpose. They, you know, herded, herded cattle or did whatever they needed to do on the farm. They would be protectors or whatever. Most people did not rescue dogs. That was something. I mean, dogs today have a total pampered life compared to dogs would have had back then. And they had to serve a purpose. They had to earn their keep, so to say. Uh, I just, he had a heart of gold. And I just, I had to share this story because I thought it was so positive when I saw it. And of course, because I love animal rescue, it had to be said. Um. Uh, 
I want to talk to you also about my first rescue dog, Lacey, because, well, I'm just going to tell you and you tell me what you think. Uh, Friday night, I awoke from a dream where I was, um, I, every night, obviously, before I go to bed, I take the dogs outside and we have a nice big fenced in yard and the dogs were all the way out at the end of the fence, like at the alleyway. And I couldn't figure out why they wouldn't come back to me when I called them because my dogs are pretty good. When I call them, they come running. So I walked down to the end of the fence and I realized they were sniffing at something. And I, my first thought was there must be somebody either in the alley or somebody dumped something in the alley and they're sniffing it. And that's why they can't stop. So I went through the man door and I saw that there was a dog tied to the fence. Now it's really dark back there. And so I, you know, pulled the leash off the fence and I walked in and as I got closer to the house, I could see the dog and I'm like, that looks like my Lacey. I picked her up and dog let me hold her and stuff. And I got the other dogs into the house and as I got into the light in the garage, I'm like, wow, she really does look like Lacey. So I came walking in and I had like tears in my eyes and I looked at my husband and I said, oh my God, I said, somebody tied this dog to our fence and left her here. And he's just like, that looks just like Lacey. I'm like, I know. And he's like, well, you're not putting the dog on Facebook to try to find the home. And I said, of course not. If somebody's going to tie a dog to my fence, I'm going to keep it because I could take better care of it. And why would I give a dog like that back to the owner? So as I'm looking at her and stuff, and I said to him, you know, I can't believe how much she looks like Lacey. And I was just holding her and she was licking my face. And then I woke up. So I'm telling my husband about this stream as we're working on the house on Saturday and he's looking at me. And I said, wait a minute, what was the date? And I look at the date, and the date is the day we rescued Lacey. And Lacey was left at the shelter, tied to the door, on an October night in 2006. With a note that she was 10 years old, or 10 months old, her name was Harley, and that people couldn't care for her anymore. So they left her outside all night, tied to the door made me so sad when I heard that story. And then I looked at my husband. I said, that's interesting that it happened to be a dream on the night of the anniversary of us rescuing her. And then it hit me. This could have been a visit from her. A thank you. But thank you for taking care of me when nobody else would. Was it a dream? Was it a visit from her? I don't know. But I'm going to believe that it was. Lacey was my first rescue. She was what I needed at that time. We had just bought our house. Uh, We decided that we wanted a dog. It was going to be a small dog. We were looking for a dog. And all of a sudden, I got like five messages one night on my phone about the dog of the week on the local news station. 
And I was third in line to get her. And then she was there. We went up. I told them who I was. They said, we know exactly who you are because we know your grandma. And she'll kick your ass if you don't take good care of this dog. And I put my money down and filled out the application. And I walked out with this dog. And she cuddled with me on the back seat of the truck as we drove home. And she was like stuck to me for a long time. We used to call her Lacey Lou or Yodelacy. I used to love to do that to her. She just always like perk her ears up and look at me. And she used to do this little dance where she would stand on her back feet and her front paws would go in the air and it was so cute and then she got older and older and then her heart stopped working and that is the end of the first half of this show don't forget to come back to the second half where there will be good news and that random act of kindness see you in 120 second half of damn it with me fever yes i know i sound like i'm in a much better mood that's because i vented i got out all of that anger and now i have brought the positive light back into my life so let's get on to some good stuff we're going to hit the rack which is random acts of kindness in just a minute but this is going to be Possibly my last show on Mojo Five O, and I appreciate everybody who's listened. Um, it was some gr- it's some great competition between you know uh, Ain't You a Peach and Room Thirteen and Tramping Through History. So make sure that you're going out, listening, voting, doing what you need to do to get the podcast that you really like to hear. But don't fret if you like this podcast and it's not chosen to be on the Mojo Five O platform. I am going to be continuing this podcast because I still think a positive outlook on life, a positive vibes going out into the world is something we could all use. So the podcast is still going to be available on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, and Podcast Addict amongst whatever platform. I have some other ones that might be coming out eventually. But those are where I am right now. So share it with a friend if you like it. Send out uh, anything you can to people. Spread the word. Get it out there. Uh, You can follow me if you want on at DammitBeaver. That's on Twitter. Uh, You can email me, DammitWithBeaver at gmail.com. Those are the two places I'll be checking. Just make sure that you follow me. And please follow me on Spreaker because I've decided that I might go live every so often. And the only way you're going to know that I'm live 
that you can interact with me is if you follow the podcast on Spreaker. And uh, there, you can still go to mojo50.com and go under the open mic. Make sure that you're going through and choosing the shows that you want because one of us is going to be what you listen to. And if you want it to be the one that you like, you have to go on and get your vote liked. So that being said, I want to say thank you to the Mojo Five O group for offering the open mic contest. It is a great opportunity to get your podcast out there for other people to listen, for people to understand that there are different options besides politics that are out there. And it was just, it's just a great opportunity. And I want to say thank you to Ron and Beth and Brad and anybody else who had the idea to do this open mic. Uh, I sincerely thank you. Uh, I want to thank the jackholes and other people who have been listening. Uh, I've gotten some critiques. I've gotten some really nice positive messages. And I want to thank my buddy, <laughs> my friend, my little cheerleader, T-I-M-M-Y, Timmy. Yes, that's right. Timmy is my little producer friend who has been giving me feedback, who is sometimes brutally honest. And sometimes I don't know if he's kidding or telling me the truth until he says, trust me, just trust me, trust me. He likes me to trust him. I'm not sure that I should, but thank you, Timmy. You have been a blessing for me. And I don't know that I could be doing this podcast without you. So that's all I'm saying about that. But remember, don't forget to follow me on Spreaker. Spreaker, 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 follow, follow, follow. Okay. So let's get to the rack because I found this amazing story and I am only doing one rack story today. Uh, I think this story is so huge that I want to just focus on this. This story is from Woburn, Massachusetts. And if it makes you cry, it's not my fault, James in Alabama. Just saying. This story is going to, again, reinforce my belief that a strong Community is what we really need in America. Okay, Wilbur, Massachusetts. An electrician named John Kinney entered the home of Gloria Scott and realized that Miss Scott was in a very dangerous situation. There were sparks shooting from light fixtures. Uh, he was able to fix that, but then realized there was a lot of other issues. She had extensive plumbing issues. Raccoons were invading her home. I hope she charged them rent. She didn't have proper running water. This woman, who was 72 years old, definitely needed some help. And Mr. Kinney just could not stop thinking about her. So what did he do? He went and started doing work on her home on his spare time for free. That is amazing. The next thing he did was recruited some of his friends to assist. So he has such a strong circle of friends that not only was, you know, he was doing stuff, then he brought in his friends who were also doing stuff for free. But he realized something else. Even though he had free labor, 
he needed money to buy those supplies because supplies for homes, not cheap. So what he thought he would do was put a little fundraiser on Facebook. In 24 hours, he raised $3,500. Pretty incredible. But as days progressed, he raised over $100,000. As of the time of this show being recorded, that fundraiser was at $111,000. Since he was able to raise so much money, he was able to get skilled professionals in to work on the home. Now, since he had this professionals to come and do the work, people were still showing up, trying to donate supplies, materials. The nice thing is local restaurants decided to donate food so that the people working on this lady's home could eat and not have to worry about where their meal was going to come from. It would keep them strong to do the work that needed to be done. It's now over a month into the renovations, and she now has all new electric. She has fresh plumbing. No, sorry. She has new plumbing, (laughs) fresh paint, a new front porch, new insulation, and she's had grass planted in her backyard. They even have their own Facebook page now called Gloria's Gladiators, and I suggest you go follow it. It's so cute to see the pictures of her, and there's progress that they show you with everything they're doing with your donations, so you know that your donation is not being wasted. The nice thing is, is that this is taking on a life of its own across the country. Now, I know that I I was just on the Facebook page before I recorded this show and I saw people were putting in GoFundMes for other communities of people that have homes that need work of older people that just can't afford it. They're on a fixed income and they have medical issues and stuff like that. So they're trying to raise money and trying to set this network up around the country. How amazing is that? That to me is, this is what America is. This is the America that I love. This is the America that I know exists. And maybe it's just in small towns. I don't think that that's the case. I think that this is a movement that I would love to see see spread across America. Doing that random act of kindness for someone will inspire someone else, will inspire someone else. And it's going to be like the pay it forward. People are just going to start doing. Because sometimes it takes somebody to inspire someone else. And that, to me, is what needs to be done. But so kudos to John Kenny. I'm going to call him the man with a heart of gold because I think that he is. And he's done something that I hope does inspire someone else to do something for someone. Now, I'm thinking that with all of that work that they're doing, they're going to need, they're going to have some pain. I guarantee it because have you ever done work on a home? It's hard work. It's backbreaking work. And, you know, there's another alternative that you can use for that pain. Have you thought of going to New Life Holistic? They do this R2-D2 thing, and they can do it from wherever you are over the phone. And these tones reset your body. Now, I think it's you can do it for 
you know, pain. You can do it for, you know, if you want to quit smoking, if you want to lose weight, this resets you. So you can go to new, newlifeholistic.com, but I couldn't get on their website earlier. So they do have a phone number, 8334-BIOLIFE, and that's the number four, BIOLIFE. I would give them a call. Tell them Mojo Five O sent you, and you get a free consultation. So if it's free, why not try it out? Right? Don't we all love free stuff? Go do it. Tell them Mojo Five O sent you. Okay. Now, I work in customer service, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who work in customer service. And, well, I'm going to tell you how to get the most out of your customer service experience. Because working in customer service, you come across a lot of people. And, well, hmm, I, I guess I just want to get something off my chest. And it's not a breast reduction, so it's not that. I, I just, okay. When you call customer service, remember that the person there is trying to do a job. And sometimes you might not like the answer, but there are also policies and stuff that people have to go by. And the person that you're speaking to is probably low man on the totem pole. Okay. So if you have a complaint, you ask for the supervisor. But most of my issues come with when people call in, they just jump. So I'm going to give you some do's and don'ts. And hopefully it will make your next customer service experience more pleasurable for you and the person taking the call. Because remember, CSRs are people too. <laughs> when you call a business and say, and the person says, hello, my name is Beaver. May I have your name, please? Don't give your business name. I'm not asking for your business name. I asked for your name. So if I say, hello, this is Beaver. May I have your name, please? Don't say, ABC Pharmacy, because I'm going to think your parents were stupid and hated you because they gave you a stupid name. I don't understand why people do that, but I have it. It happens to me all the time. In fact, it happened to me today. I asked for the person's name and they gave me the business name. Okay, well, may I have your name? Well, why do you need that? Well, maybe because I'd like to know who I'm speaking with. Because I have to document it. Duh. I'm not being a jerk. I need the information. Just give it to me. Okay? It's your name. I'm not asking for your social security number. The next thing. This is where you give your business name. When I say, hello, my name is Beaver. May I have your name? And you say, hi, I'm Jill. And I say, okay, Jill, where are you calling from today? Don't tell me that you're on the toilet. I don't need to know your physical location. I don't know the name of the business you're calling from. So the answer would be ABC Pharmacy. Guess what? I don't need to know that you're taking a crap while you're talking to me on the phone. Or, oh, I'm on the side of the road. Okay. Well, on the side of the road is not a business that we normally deal with. So can I have your business name? 
this is where I'm asking that information. There is a call flow. And if you learn the call flow, it makes it more enjoyable. And then we're not going to mock, mock you and make fun of you. And yes, we do make fun of you. Because I, I love when I'm like, well, I'm on the toilet. Um, I wasn't asking that question, but thank you. The other thing that's really difficult for someone who is in customer service is when somebody calls and says, Hi, my name is Jill from ABC Pharmacy, and I want both of my account numbers, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and I'm calling about this, and I need to know the price on this drug. Oh, um, okay. That was a lot of information so fast, I didn't even get to hit click on the phone. Now I can't open my case. I can open my case, but I'm going to need to ask you all of that information again. So learn call flow. It's okay to be like, hi, I'm call my name's Jill. And I say, okay, hi, I'm Beaver. Where are you calling from today? Okay. And how may I assist you? That's when you give your, or if I ask you for your account number or something, don't just throw all the information out there because nine out of 10 times, I'm going to need you to repeat it because I don't have a brain that just completely remembers everything you just told me. Mm, yeah, not going to. And when you're throwing so much information at someone so fast, it flusters them. And then you have to be like, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh. And then when I ask you to repeat it, <sighs> well, guess what? Had you not given me everything you needed to tell me in five seconds, I wouldn't have to ask you to repeat it. You're at fault. Knock it off. Don't give me an attitude. Oh, my God. Am I getting angry again? Okay, no, no. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to angry. I don't want to be angry. Have a point. It makes it so much more enjoyable for the listener. Have you heard that before? Because it's true. So if you're calling because you need to know something simple, I don't need the backstory because I don't care. If it doesn't pertain exactly to what I need to get you an answer to, keep it to yourself. Okay? Call your best friend to tell them the long story. I don't need to hear the long story. So if you call and say, Oh, I need to know my account balance because, well, see, in the middle of the night, I heard this weird noise and then I jumped out of bed and my cat was vomiting and then I hit my head and then I had to go to the emergency room and my dumb insurance has a $300 deductible and now I need to double check my account because I don't know if I need to transfer money because I can't remember what my account balance is and I can't find my checkbook and blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, uh, okay, so you're, um, you just need your account balance? Yes. Could you give me my account balance? Um, sure. Can I have your account number, please? Or can I have your name, please? There you go. So I just listened to you go on for like five minutes about your cat vomiting and you hitting your head when all I needed to know was that you needed your account balance. But I can't interrupt you because there are rules in the call center and one is never interrupt your caller. Guess what? Then I got to listen to your whole story. And while you're rambling on for five minutes, the people on hold are getting pissed because they're wondering, why is it taking so long for me to get through to a customer service representative? I'll tell you why. Because Jill is telling me all about how her cat vomited and hit her head. So she had to go to the emergency room and now she needs her account balance because she needs to know she can cover her $300 deductible that she wrote a check for 
that she didn't even know she had the money. So make it short, sweet, and to the point. Because then I can help you get you off the phone and then get on to the next caller who's probably going to yell at me and be like, wow, you guys need to be busy. I had to hold for like seven minutes. No, no, you had to hold for seven minutes because Jill had to tell me her life story. Ooh, ooh, I feel like I'm getting angry again. Customer service has that effect on me. I'm so sorry. If you're calling for assistance, have your information ready. There is nothing worse than when somebody calls, wants information, and then says, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I should have had a pen and paper ready. Oh, that's when I'm giving information. Oh, hold on. I'm jumping. I'm, I'm combining two things. You call and I say, what's your account number? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me for that. Hold on a second. No, no, I'm not holding. I'm hanging up. Get your shit together and then call me back. Done. I can't deal with you. But if you're calling knowing that you're going to need to write something down, have a pen and paper ready. That's the where I was going with that point. I work in an area that ships items out. So people will call me and ask me for tracking numbers, which is on their invoice, but I digress. They never look at paperwork. I don't know why we bother sending it to them. They'll call. Okay, well, this is your tracking number. I give it to them and they say, oh, I don't think I'll remember that. Hold on. Let me get a pen and paper. You dumb m -er. You didn't think you were going to... You think you're going to remember that 18-digit number all by yourself in your head when you can't remember to get a pen and paper? Yes, this happens to me on a daily basis. It's constant, and it's the same offenders. And one day, I'm going to be like, well, I am not repeating it. Sorry, click. Oh, yes, customer service is not the same that we have push-button phones now, and you can't slam the phone down on somebody. I miss those days. Aww. It's sad. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. When, this is this is an interesting one because this actually happened to me. And let me tell you, it's kind of disturbing how people act. I had a, somebody who called me. And he asked me a question. And I said, oh, well, um, I'm sorry. This is whatever it is. And he's like, <laughs> what the, I'm sorry? Oh, whatever. Well, what about this? And I give him the answer and he's like, oh. you're making random noises because you don't like my answer. And then he would just sit there and he wouldn't talk. And he's just sitting there. And I'm like, um, sir, can I assist you with anything else? And then he's just like, Oh, well, what about this? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That item is not available at this time. And I gave him the data could ship, and he's like, ah! Ah! And I felt like I was on candid camera because <laughs> who does that? Who makes random noises when they don't like the answer you give them? A child. A child does. A grown adult does not do that. Do not ever do that. 
Besides, I mean, actually, you can do that because I'm going to mock you for it. So if you're okay with being mocked, you go ahead and act like a jerk. But we're definitely going to make fun of you. If if you've worked in customer service, you can kind of tell when someone's trying to help you and when someone's not trying to help you. So, I mean, I can definitely tell it. As soon as I get on the phone, I can kind of tell by their voice if they're going to be somebody who's going to want to help me or somebody who's going to be a total jerk. If you know that the person is trying to help you, but the person is like, you know what, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm a, you're apologetic and stuff, don't yell at them. There is nothing worse. And when you're trying to help somebody, but that person doesn't understand that. And just because the answer isn't what, because there's, there's, I'm sorry, every business has their rules, their regulations, things they can do, things they can't do. And sometimes people will bend over backwards to try to help you. And, and I'm one of those people and I'm not trying to toot, 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 toot my own horn, but I have a lot of customers who will ask for me because they know I'm, I get the job done. Uh, they know that I go above and beyond. I, you know, kudos, whatever recognitions I get, people, letters of appreciation, whatever. That happens to me a lot. But then I get the people who, even though I'm trying to help them, they yell at me. And I'm telling you, flies with honey. If you have a problem, talk to my supervisor. You can yell at her all you want. But when the person that you're on the phone with, you you can tell if they're trying to help you. And even if you feel that they're not, talk to their supervisor. You don't need to yell at them all the time because that person might have just got yelled at by somebody else. I mean, I just try not to let that affect me because I still want to have that customer service. But when you call into a call center, let the person kind of guide you. They're going to ask you the questions they need to get into your account, to pull your information. And then when they say, okay, well, how am I assist you today? That's when you get into the the, the what you have the question of you you ask your question then they start looking for the information letting that customer service person guide you is the best thing to do just because it's it makes it easier for them because when they get the call they have to click get in your account enter your name your information they're going to ask you all that stuff the that's the best way to handle any customer service situation and always you know if you have a really good experience with someone let them know. I mean, I know a lot of companies do the surveys and stuff like that. That all goes back to that person's uh, supervisor. And if they have a lot of positives, sometimes they'll get bonuses. Uh, I know my company gives like these point systems where I can take those points once I accumulate so much and I can go onto this website and order things for myself. It's how I got like a little portable speaker for my cell phone so I could listen to music. Pretty cool stuff like that. I usually go for the Amazon gift cards because, well, I, I'm an Amazon junkie. Hello, my name is Beaver. <laughs> and I'm, an, I'm an Amazon addict. It's just because it's so convenient. You can pretty much get almost anything you want on there. So, uh, And you can get it within like a day or two, which is awesome. But honestly, let the customer service person guide you. Let them get that, pull the information from you. Try to keep it short and sweet. Make sure you're saying what you just need to say. You don't have to give your life story. Um, I mean, I've worked in customer service for a lot of different companies. I worked at a bank. I worked in health insurance. I work now currently in a distribution center. 
And in all of those, I feel that these couple of things will guide you. They're going to keep you from being upset and they're going to keep the customer service person on track. And, and if you do or call somewhere and you're on hold for a while, it's because that person's busy. Most of the time it's because they're helping other people. So I know it sucks to be hanging on hold for a long time. And trust me, that irritates me so much. But that person that you're getting has probably been through a hundred calls already that day or 80 calls or however many, I mean, I used to sometimes take 130 calls a day. Do you know how many calls that is or how quick you're going through those calls just to try to get to the next person? It's insane. But, you know, just take it easy on the person on the other end because I might be that person. And I'm a pretty nice person sometimes unless you make me angry, unless you're doing stupid stuff unless you're yelling at me or making weird noises or, you know, if I find out that you put a baby in a dumpster, cause I'm not kick your butt. Maybe I'll do something worse to you, but that's neither here nor there. Oh gosh. It's almost the end of the show. I can't believe another hour has passed by. I hope that you are listening to the other shows. Uh, go on to mojo50.com. Click on that open mic because if you don't choose what you're going to listen to you might get stuck with something that sucks like this show and you don't want that and i'm going to try to make my next podcast my next podcast super happy because i know i was very much ranty today nobody wants to be ranty but sometimes i'm going to be like that but i'm also going to try to put that positive message out there like mr kinney's project And here it is, the end of the show. So remember, don't let the world get you down. Just say, damn it, and move on. Beaver out. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.